0: This is the Up Next Podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli.
1: Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. My guest today is Dave Benson. Dave is the creator of Super Quick Question, a video chat app focused on fan engagement. Previously, Dave worked as a digital content leader and executive producer of marketing campaigns for IBM Tech and as a content creator for Bleacher Report and Major League Baseball. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. So... Content creation to marketing to new business app development, it's quite a journey. How did you come up with the idea for super quick question?
0: Well, I, I had been in content creation for a long time where making stuff shorter is always better, right? And then I moved over to IBM where nobody was thinking that way. Everybody was really smart, but everything took a really long time and all the meetings were a half hour long. And it just wasn't working for me because i like to talk fast and i like to work quickly and that just wasn't really happening there so rather than setting half hour meetings i would just send people a slack message or call them and say can i come to your desk right now and i will take one minute of your time And as I'm sure I don't have to tell you, when we radio people start talking, we always know how long we've been talking for. And I would go over there and I would say, we're going to take a minute and I would show them my watch and I would take a minute and I'd say, look, what do you think of this? How about this? Can I do this? Do I have your blessing to do this? Whatever it was. And then I would leave their desk and then I would carry on with my life and they would carry on with their life. And then I would go and do the work that was going to help both of our careers rather than waiting in three more days for a half hour meeting to occur and thereby saving us each, you know, 29 minutes of our lives, let alone the few days in between.
1: Get me from one minute quick, can I have your time, to to the app. How do you get from one to the other?
0: It was kind of accidental, right? There's a certain degree of agility that really can benefit a person and has certainly benefited me throughout this journey where it's like if that's how people want to use it then that's how people should use it right who the hell am i and i built this meeting efficiency app which is called super quick question the idea was that you would send it to people to replace a meeting it was a one-on-one video chat with a 60 second time limit and then we realized that a pro football team wanted to use it for fans to meet players We originally pitched it to them as something they should use internally for their meetings. And they said, Oh wait, this is a thing that we could use to connect the fans and and the team. And then being, you know, as agile as I could. I said, yes, of course we can do that. And then we tweaked it a little bit and then made it have a queuing function so that a bunch of fans could line up to talk to one player or coach or personality. And the current iteration of super good question
1: was born. So you're starting, you're starting with the NFL first off. So kudos to you. Early client is an NFL football team. So it came from them. You had gone into them with its meeting efficiency, one minute video question, and they, they to you we'd like to use it for our fans that's how the conversation went
0: yeah so i'm not a salesman right my whole career has been spent doing things other than sales and so to do a startup you know the shift from marketing to sales isn't a huge one but it's one nonetheless so mm-hmm. i realized that what i was doing was just talking a ton and i was going to these places and i was saying i'm selling you this paintbrush but you can only use it to paint your kitchen and your kitchen has to be blue." And I think that that's what a lot of salespeople and marketers do, where they they paint the whole problem and solution out for people. And I, being a champion of efficiency or a big fan of efficiency, I realized that I can just say, here's this paintbrush, and then I go on mute. Uh, And that was kind of what happened with this football team, where I said, this is this thing, and this is what it does. And then they said, you know, I'm thinking maybe we could use it for this. And I said, Yep. And they said, maybe we could use it for this also. And I said, yep. And they just had a few ideas. And it's a really interesting thing that, that seems to work really well for, for me and for my sales guys, where we just present the product and then let the other parties kind of present us with their pain points or or areas in which they would like to use it. And that's kind of what happened with with the, the NFL team.
1: So the queuing function, you just tossed it in there. Oh, so we set up a queuing function. That's actually the core problem a lot of times when you have these events is is organizing that queuing function so you left ibm you decided to make this app or did you was it a side hustle for a while yeah. Speaking of the, okay. Side hustle. At what point do you bring in the programmers to build in an queuing function?
0: One of the very lucky bounces that happened along the way was that one of our very first investors was an old school tech millionaire. I met him when I was a freshman in college, which is many years ago. And he was already well-established mm-hmm. and he liked the idea and said, I'm going to invest. Do you have any developers? And then of course, my answer is no. And he inter- introduces to these guys who we love and they liked the idea and liked him enough to say, we'd like to come in as equity partners. So they did a lot of the work for equity and we still pay them, but they own a piece of the company. So it works out really nicely because they come up with innovations for us. And they also are very much of the buy, not build mindset when it's useful. Lots of stuff already exists. So they just said, yeah, we'll pay 30 bucks oh. a month use this thing that already exists rather than design. That
1: was actually one of my other questions is what would be some of the barriers of entry for some of the other players in the remote communication space? You know, with the pandemic, a lot of people were like, Oh, here's a video conversation. You've created a limit and a queue. How hard is it to replicate?
0: Oh, not super hard. There's nothing terribly proprietary about the technology, but we did get a bunch of patents because nobody did this yet, which was really cool for us. The thing is we made it intentionally really simple. It does one thing and it does it really well. So every once in a while we have meetings with our team and look at the competitive landscape and there's nothing out there because everything else that does what we do also does a bunch of other stuff. And our whole thing is we need to be easy, right? When working at IBM, when working at Bleacher Report, when working anywhere else I've worked in my life, there's always some new tech that, that you know, the boss come in and say, we're using this from now on. And then of course you don't, right? Because y- you can't force adoption. So that's talking of barriers to entry. You make stuff difficult and you've got no shot. So our thing is intentionally incredibly easy and it's just one note. It does the one thing and it does it really well
1: so take me through how it works first from the point of view of a business like your pro football team you say it's easy to use what does that mean how does it work for me as the team
0: it's web-based our original iteration was not it was something that you had to install which is a step and you know the whole right. steve jobs thing never be more than three clicks away from a song so we tried to adopt something similar where it's just like well installation is a big step it's more than a click so we need to get rid of that right. so we built a web-based version so it operates in a lot of ways not unlike Zoom, where you have a link that's your own. So the football team would have a link that we build for them. That's their super quick question link. They send it out to their fans or contest winners or season ticket holders or whoever they decide is going to get a chance to talk to their star player or coach or whoever it may be. Mm -hmm. You get the link. It's scheduled. So you say Tuesday at noon, and then everybody jumps on the link. And then rather than, as opposed to a Zoom, where it would be 40 fans and one player and everybody's sort of vying for that player's attention, you jump in, you get a number in the queue, the player is there and then the player starts the queue and then people start going through one at a time and everybody gets their private one-on-one, one-minute conversation with the player.
1: Is it branded? Because obviously I'm a team and I want it to be special. I want it to be branded. So do I have to do that or is that something that you do for me so that when when I'm a fan and I'm on the screen, I know it's reinforcing that I'm with this team?
0: The way that the revenue works is that the team pays a subscription fee to us, and then they're able to sell sponsorship rights against the event to their sponsors, to their already existing sponsor relationships. So an auto insurance company or a beverage company or apparel company, whatever it may be. So then the experience, if I'm looking at my screen, I would see the branding and colors of the team, and then also the logos and branding of the sponsor. So the teams end up charging the sponsors like double or triple what we're charging them. So it's a really easy conversation for us to have from an ROI perspective, because we're just like, yeah, we're going to charge you this, but you're going to charge two or three times. So it's not going to show up as an expense. It's actually going to show up as a a profit for you guys.
1: Right. From a fan perspective, I just get a link and... Let's say there are 200 other fans. Do I have to sit around and wait for the 200 minutes of them going through their question? How do I know when my slot is?
0: Yeah. Awesome question. All of us who work on it are fans ourselves. So we made it. So it's really, really fan friendly. You would, you as a team would send it out. It's what what has been called a top of the pyramid offering. So it's not like a Instagram live where it's one to 10,000, right? 10,000 fans join and hopefully somebody sees their comment or whatever, or a zoom that could be 50 people, 40 people talking at the same time to one person, you would select 40 fans. The team would say, who wants a chance to talk to our star player? And then a thousand people say yes. And then they pick 40 winners from that per week, per day, per month, whatever it is, 40 people usually takes the host about an hour to get through and an hour is enough. So. we.
1: So it is is pretty much like 40, you would say. Is, is he-
0: we had we had a this Ricky Williams former Heisman Trophy or Heisman Trophy winner and former Miami Dolphin did one the other day with 85 people and that was just because he was inexhaustible and he was having fun. But 40 is usually what we recommend. So they send it out the hand raise email or or social media post who's interested. Then you come in, then they say we're going to select the first 40. Then of those 40, you all get a link. You have to install absolutely nothing. You just click on the link and then it takes you to the queue and it says you're number five. So you know you have five minutes.
1: Oh, okay. Some people get nervous. You know, they have their one moment. They have one minute. Does it count down? Do they know that it's coming? How does that work?
0: So you nailed it. And it's one of those things that we find a lot of people are giving us this feedback. They're saying, like, I didn't think I would be as nervous as I was which is great because it's exciting, right? Like we like to think of it as, you know, you get to ride in an elevator with your hero, which happens to some of us, right? And those are the coolest stories where you have a finite amount of time with somebody you really want to talk to. And you're just like, oh crap, if I had one minute with this person, what would I say to them? What would I ask them? This is that, right? right? The thing that mitigates the nerves is you've got time to prepare. You, as a guest, and you as a host. As a guest, if you're like, what, what's the one thing that I would ask of Derek Jeter if I got a chance to talk to Derek Jeter? Take your time, think of it. <laughs> and then right. you write it down. You type it into the box. Before you get into the queue, you put your name and your question. So it's oh, like, you,
1: you have to say your question in advance as well. I was wondering about that because people can get very opinionated, not always very kind to yeah. this the stars. And so there is a way that you can weed out hecklers, I guess.
0: Yeah. So we've had to counter that question so many times. And I love that question. And especially with the English soccer teams and the French soccer teams we are working with as well. Those fans can be really passionate. So yeah. there are several several steps that we've taken to make sure that all the experiences have been really, really nice. And they have. Knock on wood, we've had 100% nice people on these calls. Part of it is the lack of anonymity. If you're on a social media group oh. video call, everybody feels really brave. And they'll say, you know, write a comment that says, you suck. I hope you get traded, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're, you wouldn't be quite that brave if you were staring that person in the face. That's the first. And word. your
1: name were there. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Right. Exactly. So you've got to register with your email. So the anonymity there is gone. You don't just have some silly, you know, username. It's like, there's my name, Dave Benson. I'm the one asking this question. So if you're offended by it, you know who the offending party was. And then because it's a top of the pyramid offering, you get real fans, you get fans that want these questions and they realize I've only got this limited opportunity. Do I really want to say something stupid when I go and tell my friends about this later? Do I want to say, oh yeah, I had a minute with Derek Jeter and I said, you suck. Or right. do I want to say I actually asked him what was going through his head during the flip play? Or I asked him, can you give my little leaguers some tips on how to hit inside out or whatever it may be? Use that moment, right? You've only got a minute. So use it however you want. If you want to be a dope, be a dope. But nobody's taken the dopey option yet. And we even had the the president of Wrexham AFC, which is Ryan Reynolds' soccer team over in Wales, Ryan Reynolds and Rob Rob McLean, I can't believe I left him out. He's he's always playing second fiddle it seems, but so the, these two superstars bought the welsh soccer team wrexham and they've been using it every week or thereabouts to have their players connect the fans and then one week the president of the club of the club this guy sean harvey who is a very serious gentleman, and he's the president of the club, decided to host an event because he wanted to see what the fuss was all about. Huh. And we were a little bit nervous. We were like, geez, this is, if anybody's going to get, you know, some nasty comments, it's going to be this guy, right? The right. buck stops. And everybody's nice. We had one, one guy, the two people who were probably the meanest weren't even that mean. One guy said, when are we going to get some more midfield help? So he's just saying, like, you know, can we get well, some new
1: fair? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's an that's a reasonable, like we what's going on? That's a reasonable as long as you yeah. phrase it nicely. Do you have language that you provide for the teams? Like this is how you frame it so that people know we expect this to be a pleasant experience, da-da-da-da. Or is it not set up that way?
0: We've never had to. So in okay. the early on, early on, we had somebody pilot it who was a YouTuber. Who was a young woman of color, and we wanted to make sure that she felt very, very safe. Right. So we took a lot of steps to gate the experience. And it turned out we didn't need any of it. It's all there, but the the one-on-one of the conversation sort of engenders a genuineness and a kindness. And it, it's just, it just hasn't come up.
1: It really is a beautiful counter to so much of the toxicity on social media, you know, how that that is. So I have two questions. One is, this is great. Let's say I have five superstars. Can I have five of these streams running simultaneously on my account? Like five different stars people have signed up to see. So instead of 40, it's...
0: 200? I was doing the the math while you were saying (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. AS Monaco did an event the other day where they had two players do it consecutively. And we do have... The well, technical- I was thinking
1: simultaneous, so they yeah. have them at the same time, so not once, not sequentially, but simultaneously.
0: Yeah, we have we do have the functionality. We've told some teams that if they want to try and do that, they can have a queue. The, the The challenge with that is that the the fans don't know who they're going to get, which isn't always necessarily a challenge. It could be like a bonus, Uh-oh. like you get one of these five players. But oh, yes, I
1: see, I see what you're saying. So you can't say have a where you have the two let's say two players just to make it easy and different fans might want to speak to one or the other so you can't have it's one queue. you can have simultaneous answers of questions going on but only one queue.
0: they can set it up any way they want if they want to do five or ten or hundred simultaneously they can we've found so far that it's more practical to do them one at a time or sequentially but who knows what the future holds and and again back to the agility that we've embraced we're It's a lot of fun with these teams because we're telling them we're super candid with everybody. We're just like, yeah, we're new. So you might think of ways to use this that we haven't yet. So why don't you just tell us what you want to do and we'll try and help. Um, it's it's been fun to be experimental like that with these teams and they're, they're, they're all on board. Like a lot of them are like, what if we tried this cool new thing and it it leads to some of our best ideas.
1: Well, so I'm thinking about cameo. Uh, I did a fun cameo for my son. It totally made his day and he shared it on social media. And obviously one of the great things, ways people learn about things is through sharing. And this is obviously a great experience if a fan has it. So I'm the fan. I've asked my question of this superstar who I'm a huge fan of let's say it's Taylor Swift I'm a Swifty I love this oh my god I got to ask a question I want to have her a, a copy of her answering my question I would love to have the split screen of the two of us talking do I get that
0: yeah so we have a snapshot so at the 58th second of the minute it says say cheese and then it takes a picture of you and Taylor Swift your best friend And then you get that snapshot sent to you right away, or you can download it at the end of your super quick question event. And then that pops straight up to social media. And part of that is a sponsorship driver for Taylor, because it will say, you know, I forget what a record label is, but it'll say like, iHeartRadio presents super quick question with Taylor Swift, right? So iHeart or Coca-Cola or whatever, they can put their stuff on that memory and then you post that to social media and then everybody wins. Do I get the whole
1: question or, or just a snapshot? Do I get my one-minute video where my question is recorded?
0: You will get a snapshot. So it's on the fift- at the fifty-eighth second, both. Parties will be notified to say cheese, and then it'll take a picture. And then you, as the guest, will get a keepsake, which is the picture. It'll get sent to you right away. And then you pop it on social media. And that will say, super cool question event with Taylor Swift presented by iHeartRadio and Snapple ice tea or whatever it is. So that kills those birds with that stone of the sponsorship and the social media. And then the reason, the, the recording rather, will go to the host's where they will cut it up into a highlight reel that they post on their social accounts or for the sports teams, they put it up on the big screen at the games, which is also a lot of fun, a lot more fun than doing just like the regular crowd cam. They're able to put these things up, these these highlight reels of the players interacting with kids and bigger fans and stuff like that.
1: So could, but, but my particular, I'm not guaranteed as a user to get my particular question video snippet sent to me because Yes, the photo that, is great, but do I get the snippet from my question? I I mean, obviously the team highlight reel, maybe some questions are better than others, but everybody's a star of their own story. So
0: yes, of course. And you don't get the recording and it's, okay. it's intentional, right? And it's part of the whole social media being a cesspool type of thing. And to weed out bad actors, if we, we want to keep from incentivizing anybody from being unkind or unsmart on these things. Oh, I so see. if you know you're getting a recording, you might jump on and do like, you know, say Baba Booey or whatever. Great. Right. Now you have this recording of yourself, making a fool of somebody who's kindly volunteered their time to talk to you. So we don't do that for the moment. But then also sort of the, the temporariness of the call makes it special. It's a moment just for the moment. And it makes it that much more special. And then, of course, you still are a star of your own story that you have to tell rather than sending it to people and saying, like, check out this recording of me. Synchronicity is a big part of our our selling position, right? Cameo is a huge platform, enormous success. Totally great. I've used it. It is asynchronous. You get a recording and, yeah, you totally have that recording forever. But... You didn't have a conversation.
1: No, this is the real differentiator. I was just wondering, and I can see what you mean about having the team or the host own the video and then choose what to do, because I would say that it, it would have value to me as a super fan have proof of the question I asked and how kind they were to answer. And certainly if they give tips to my little league players, I'd love to be able to show my little league players, the star talking to them, that would seem to have value. And I could understand having it owned by the host, but then I would see the benefit to the host to share it back if they have the email information and, and also this, if we think about the. Marketing funnel. Let's get into what yeah. marketing hat. Well, this yeah, is a way to re-engage, right? You get them back yeah. in there.
0: Well, yeah, you're, you're. We have it on our roadmap for sure, right? We have a lot of tech innovations, and and due to our agility, if it's something that we find the hosts and guests clamoring for, then it's something we won't say no to. On the other hand, have you ever seen people at a fireworks show where they're.
1: Oh, gosh, they're looking at their phones instead of actually looking at the fireworks. Right.
0: right. And it's like, that's a video that's never going to get watched. Nobody's ever watched a video of fireworks that they've recorded. I don't think. I, I don't know if that's an accurate statistic, but I feel like it's got to be somewhere around zero percent. So this is. I see. A, so living you're present. In the you're
1: really present in the moment. It's like looking at a wedding video. Whoever It's
0: does. like looking at a wedding. Video. Yeah. Well, look, it's it's we are. We are in an age of multitasking and I had a professor in college who wouldn't let us take notes because she said there is no such thing as multitasking. And I absolutely love that because it's true. Basically, fracture the tasks that you're doing. You give a fraction of your attention. So if you're watching a recording of a cameo that's two and a half minutes long, it could be from Taylor Swift or anybody in the world. You're going to probably check your phone. Right. And whereas this is like, just let's both of us pay attention to this one minute that's going to be gone in 60 seconds. Right. So let's you and me, Taylor, let's have this one minute together. And it's just the two of us. And there's something really, really special about that. Right. Where for that one minute. She's paying attention to you and you're paying attention to her. And that is an incredibly rare occurrence these days. Right. Even with a cameo, you see these people on cameo. They record it in their cars. They record it wherever. Totally awesome and great. They're done. Once they record it, they're done. And then they send it to you. And then later you get to watch it. Right. So it's like you didn't, you didn't share a moment together. It's a different thing.
1: No, it's definitely one. It's definitely one direction. And this, what's nice is the the sense of of actually having an interaction with your fan. In some ways, you know, people say, "Oh, n- never meet your heroes," because you get disappointed. But if they're there to answer a question, they will interact with you, and that's really beautiful and special. Do you operate globally? You mentioned France. You mentioned the UK. You mentioned the US. Where do you operate?
0: We are marching towards a global operation. So far, we're in the US and Canada. We've done some stuff in Wales and England and Monaco, Mexico, France, I think I may have said. But yeah, so we're just, wherever there are fans of stuff is where we're gonna go. We did a thing the other day with a player in the Washington Wizards who's was born in Israel. And it was this funny, great, unexpected phenomenon where we were getting all these registrants from Israel. It was just a really sweet thing. It was like, of course, he's a hero there. And so all these registrants were coming in from like Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and stuff like that. And it was so fun because it was the middle of the night for them. And these folks were were, were uh, queuing up to talk to this guy. And it was just, it was really sweet. So he's doing some of them in English, some of them in Hebrew. And we occasionally have stuff like that that's really beautiful. We, we had a thing a couple of weeks ago for Paris Saint Germain that was a to Paris, PSG, French soccer team, right? In Paris, a retired star, a guy named Pauletta is Portuguese. And they were doing an event in Mexico city because they were trying to expand the reach of PSG to Spanish speaking audience. So that was like a bunch of hits oh, of the globe all in one shot. And he was answering some of the questions in Spanish, some in Portuguese. And yeah, it was just, it was, it was really cool.
1: So here's a question. You're really aware of all of these events and how they've gone. How involved is the company, your company, in each event that is hosted by a team? Do they need your support? Are you there just in case? Is it that you're there for tech support? Is it that these things have been fed to you? Or is it they can run it completely, utterly on their own?
0: The answer is sort of all of the above, if I remember all the things (laughs) you said. So for now, yeah. For, for now, because we're new, we're giving everybody really white glove treatment. So we sometimes will go, like we had one of our guys in Mexico City with that soccer player. Mm-hmm. One of our developers happened to live in Mexico City, so it worked out fine and he went there. We sent our guy, Ryan, who's my entire sales team. He went to Monaco and France to, to run a couple of events. We've been to Washington to, to run events. Ryan also sat with Ricky Williams for an event at his house. So right now we go, we're really on hands-on. But to go back to my my earlier thing about the simplicity of the whole thing, it's not something we need to do. For now, we're going because we want to observe and because we want to be present and we want to help if we can. Mm. But now it's super duper automated and user-friendly. So we, we, we are... Operating with training wheels for some of the clients for now, but we're getting to a stage where we want it to be completely super easy, where they don't have to use us at all.
1: Right. Well, you mentioned your business model. You mentioned the team or the host subscribes. Do you do one-offs? I mean, I could see, I could imagine an event. I don't want a year subscription, but I might have an event. Let's say I'm Taylor Swift. I've just had this nightmare ticketing thing where none of my fans have gotten their tickets. I may want to make it up for somebody for some reason. And so I want to host an event, but it's only a one-off. I don't want it all the time. Can
0: yeah, do we've that? done that too. Yeah, we did. We just did an event the other day with an author. He's a business and hospitality management author and speaker and consultant, stuff like that. And he just wanted to do one event to kind of promote his book. And then that was it. So we do stuff like that all the time. We're very aware that our main model is yearly subscriptions for sports teams, but we're also doing stuff. We're exploring things with record labels and brands. So for example, an enormous liquor brand wants to promote one of their brands right now. And so they're going to do like five events for the next couple of months. So we're, we're super flexible with the way that we charge and the way that we provide stuff for clients.
1: Where would you place yourself on the startup life cycle?
0: Oh man, that is such a good question. So we went to do a fundraising round this past summer and because of our progress and our growth, we were like, Oh yeah, we're, we're a series A obviously. Mm. But then we went around to these investors who we were only raising two and a half million dollars only. And then these VCs and stuff were saying, do you know what a series A is? That's like, you need to be raising like five or $10 million.
1: Right.
0: So it's, it's a funny question and there's so many different terms for where startups are. I I think it's, it's a difficult way to categorize yourself because if you ask me relative to our progress, I, I go to, you know, startup networking events and talk to other entrepreneurs and, and share ideas and stuff like that. And what I'm most struck by is how slowly everybody else is going. And I don't mean that in a, in a pejorative way. And I don't mean that to, to pat myself on the back, but.
1: Well, you've got a functional, you've got a functional product which is with blue chip clients and you're expanding. You yes. Know, so you may be. Oh man,
0: that's great. We're, we're cruising along. That's what I always say when somebody says, how's it going? We're cruising along. We don't have any housekeeping weeks. Everything is there's progress every week. We've been at it for two years. And, you know, we're, we're kind of getting out of our own way, right? We could be much, much bigger in two months. We could be much, much bigger in 10 months. I, you know, I hope it's two months, but yeah, we're, the, the progress is always is always moving forward as progress does.
1: So what's so we'll leave with what's your next goal for the next in the next six months, what is you, what would you like to see happen?
0: Well, we're, we're negotiating terms right now with our lead investor for our next round. As soon as that happens, we're going to hire a bunch more salespeople Mm. because fortunately for us, we built the product right the first time because we have awesome developers. So we don't really need to do too much. A lot of times for tech startups, when they get their first round of money, they go awesome. Now we can finally build this thing right. And then they have to kind of shut down and tear the thing down and build it up again. And it's a really big pain. We don't have to do any of that. We're just gotta. We just gotta get more people preaching the gospel and getting getting out there. So we'll we'll pursue other verticals, as they say. So we're gonna get get out in the music world. We're gonna talk to more authors and publishers and things like that about getting doing book tours via super quick question. Getting you know book signings. The faith space is an interesting frontier for us. Hmm. Super quick, you know, daily prayers and things like that. So there's just a ton, a ton of verticals that we want to get into, but keeping true to sports because we need to further expand our footprint there. So we're going to go into the college space a whole bunch in the, in the upcoming quarters. And then there are a couple of leagues awaiting approval of one specific thing. And then as soon as that happens, we've got five teams signed on. So that'll be really exciting for us as well.
1: Wow. Well, in an attention economy, brass ring for any brand especially entertainment brands or any human who connects with audiences, if it's sports, music, TV, film, even TikTok influencers, it's fandom. And maintaining and deepening that fandom is key and sounds like that's what you're providing i can't wait to see what happens next thank you so much for joining us today
0: it was my absolute pleasure it was nice talking to you
1: we've reached the end of another episode of Up next i'd like to close by thanking our production team at up next my friend rob not the voice artist who recorded our open and of course all of you the members of our audience thank you i'll be talking to you again next time right here on up next